Welcome to the Bliss Design Magazine podcast. My name is Denisa Renson. I'm the founder and curator of the Bliss Designed Movement for Global Innovative Future Conscious Women. We are here designing lives for significance, for impact, and for bliss. This podcast is full of swift, to-the-point convos with the future femme, women professionals, designers, influencers, philosophers, visionaries, and authors are joining me to shed a light on what is ahead for us and what we all need to be designing for. These are shots of the lucid, shots of bliss. Let's dive in. Welcome. We have a very special guest today, Kate Mulder. She's been recognized by the World Economic Forum and international media for her pioneering approaches to economic development, impact leadership, blockchain, and she's a strategic specialist executive coach. Let's have her here. Welcome, Kate. I'm so honored to have you here on the Bliss Design Magazine podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. Great. Well, I am so thrilled to uh, dive in with you, especially talk to you about your concept of quantum intelligence, full spectrum intelligence, uh, what you're creating with the Jedi entrepreneurship movement, and finally touching on what you're what you're really informing the world and women about full spectrum economy. How does that feel? That feels great. <laughs> <A lot>. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> well, let's see how much we can cover. Okay. Yeah, well, let's first begin. How did you how did you come to this point of really um, touching on quantum intelligence in business, uh, full spectrum intelligence, and how it informs where we're going into the future as women, as innovators, as visionaries? Yeah, no, I mean, of course it always starts with the personal experience, right? Um you know, I had a, it was about 10 years ago that I left my, my cushy corporate job, right? Um, and kind of intuitively knowing at the pit of my stomach, I was supposed to do some international work and wasn't really sure what that looked like. And, you know, I grew, I grew up as like a total brainiac. Um, you know, I was the girl who taught herself to read before she was five and was going to special schools and, you know, straight A's and, and, and all of that. And I was, I was really addicted to, to intelligence. Like I, I loved that kind of euphoric feeling of being the smartest girl in the room. It's totally ego driven, but it is what fed me, you know, and I had this quest for knowledge and et cetera. And I was very good with math and science and, um, I was very analytical and, and, you know, I think I was imaginative too. Um, so, so I grew up, the, so the fact that we're actually even, you know, talking about this as, as something that I, um, you know, just share is, is so ironic, right? Because it always is about the personal journey. But um, there, there was a point where I was going through some career transitions and had noticed like some patterns that just really weren't, you know, things weren't really working out. I noticed like this pattern happening. So I started d diving into my own inner journey, you know, as we do, right. And we're like, what's not really working here. Um, and you know, some people will call it a spiritual journey. Some people call it a personal development, whatever you, whatever you title it. Um, but I was really fortunate that when I was doing a lot of, um, the early stages of kind of personal development, you would say, or personal journey, I was experiencing a lot of, um, experiential type training, right? So you're not just like sitting in a seminar and, and listening and, and learning concepts. It was um, really diving into, you know, who are you and, and having, um, I guess you would say experiential um, practices around, I guess, your consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. that, and, and really, um, you know, what that is as an energy body. And, and I remember the moment that I learned about, you know, the, the levels of consciousness. I mean, there's so many, but if you put it into like three different, you know, you have your conscious mind, which is your analytical, your reasoning mind, you have your unconscious mind, which is, you know, a, a lot of the patterns, you know, that drive you that you don't necessarily see and you have access to, um, what some say source or universal conscious mind or, or et cetera. Mm -hmm. Right. And 
that moment when I realized that as like human beings and I got the data in regard to like that, our, our human conscious mind is really only 5% of our actions and our behavior, you know, and it's such a limited percentage of who we are as intelligent beings. Um, it was really just a, you know, and that's like the logical analytical reasoning part that our society and, and our framework just really reigns as king, right? And mm-hmm. I was very good at that. <laughs> and um, so my ego took a hit when I, I kind of realized, wow, like, okay, I'm really, you know, I got this, you know, I got in my dream school and I was super smart and all this, but I'm like, wow, I was, there's a level of intelligence. There's a level of intelligence that's like bigger than that. Mm-hmm. You know, and at first it, you know, it was a little bruised because I'm like, oh, crap. And then I just I just my thirst for exploration and then to to dive into that level of intelligence that's like beyond that analytical and reasoning mind. It was just like then I just went all in, you know. Um, so I, I use the I use the analogy full spectrum because it's, it's kind of like it is like the, the visual, the visible spectrum. Like, you know, right. We see red through purple right? We see colors, you know, but there are frequencies and, and there are energies and there are, um, you know, gamma rays and UV rays. And just because I can't see the UV ray, you know, it doesn't mean it doesn't burn my skin when I'm out at the beach too long, right? So it, it was just this awakening into this, these levels of intelligence that are unseen, you know, or that we don't honor, I guess, as much in regard to um, what that truly is. And when you get beyond what you can see or what your linear mind is doing, there's, there's so much available. And so I just started diving into that. And, you know, some people, you know, intuition is part of that, you know, there's a lot of different terms, you know, your energy body, you know, the fact that we're, we're really a lot like dolphins, you know, I, I have to look back at my, my life and I crack up because my first dream job um, ever since I was eight years old, I wanted to study the intelligence and cognitions of bottlenose dolphins. And when I was 20, there I was in Hawaii as a research assistant to my career idol for four months, studying the intelligence and cognition of bottlenose dolphins. And and it was really funny because in that experience too, was I, I realized, you know, I look back and like we're just like dolphins with sonar. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we, we sit there and we look at what's on paper or what we're thinking about or all this analysis and strategy. But we have an energy body and just like a dolphin, you know, you the dolphin transmits out their sonar and it feeds on the information around them. You know, the stuff that they can't see that's underwater. They and then they receive that information back to their energy body and they're just to decipher it. So it was you know, an experience of going beyond that and, and realizing that there's so much available to us. And, and as women, we, we kind of naturally more ha- have that, right? We, we trust our intuition or we trust this intelligence a bit more because, I, you know, culturally and anthropologically, we're designed that way um, as, the commu- as, as mothers and, and community builders and things like that. Um, but yeah, so it was just that there's, you know, there's all this invisible information around us and, um, and within us, and that's, that's connected. And so, you know, where do you want to create from, whether it's in your life or your business, do you want to be in that, you know, limited analytical standpoint, or do you want to access the, the connectedness and the exponential full spectrum level of intelligence that's always available. Mm-hmm. And it's not really a, you know, it's not a gift. It's not like, you know, it's just, it's, it's our innate nature as, as human beings or as conscious beings or energetic being in a physical plane. Um, so I just realized it was a muscle, you know, I realized it was a muscle that you can build and I did my own training and, and yeah, it's just started working out that muscle. And, um, you know, for me, it ended up showing up and, you know, uh, I'm very audience, like a clear audience. I hear things a lot. I, I get messages, you know, in my head, they sound like things or I hear things, but, um, and I feel things and I know things. And that's the way that I perceive a lot of this invisible information, but everyone's unique. And the more I just started applying it um, and acting upon it and trusting it and tracking my results and just kind of living and like, okay, if I, if I get a piece of that intelligence that isn't from my linear mind, you know, I'm going to follow it and I'm going to act upon it and I'm going to see what happens. And um, so that's what I recommend to people. But it just, when that occurred, so <laughs> it just... 
you know, there was just so many experiences and ended up, you know, around that stage, it ended up leading me on a personal journey where I, we'll, we'll talk about where I moved down to South America. But um, overall, it was just this awareness that, you know, we're, we're way beyond our linear capacity. We have this level of intelligence. And then when I was able to just, you know, what's beauty, beautiful about it in regard to creating the future and, you know, generating business strategies or figure you know, aligning with the right people and team and clients, it's like, you don't have to know, you know, like I, I ended up moving to a country where I didn't speak the language. I I had never done business before. Um, you know, and I, I showed up and I, and I used it to help me follow a, a path that at that time I was guided that I was meant to do, but I didn't have any like intellectual understanding of how to do business in this country, you know, um, or any experience. And I, and I, and I think that's what's so great about this this time frame and, and about that is like you don't have to have the intellectual wisdom that we we are told that we are taught from school or from business school or from even past experiences because when we have that connection to um, that full spectrum level of intelligence, what we need can be made known in the right time and um, we can apply it and move from there. Wonderful. And would you would you align this to the concept of intuition, channeling, uh, those kind of concepts that are in the spiritual dialogue? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what that's a plane that I I live in very comfortably. Um, I just have realized, you know, to have one foot in the you know the the metaphysical spiritual world, which I can get as woo as anyone wants to, right? And I I, I do channel and I work with spirit and, and different types of energies. Um, it just, it's, I think if we're going to bring this into the understanding of the mainstream, especially to create the, the solutions and the economic structures and, and the things that are, you know, naturally occurring, you know, there's an opportunity to kind of ground it and say, yeah, that's not even really any different, right? Mm-hmm. You know, than what's happening in the business world. It's not separate. Um, so yeah, w- through my own journey, you know, intuition from my perspective is, information from source consciousness, you know, it, it is, is channeled through that level of that plane, um, or, you know, higher intelligence or super consciousness or spirit. Um, and so you can put a lot of different words around it, but at the end of the day, it's, it is that, that connection and, and, um, you know, people, people will go into meetings and channel and they don't even realize they're mm-hmm. channeling, but it just happens to be a business context. And they don't remember exactly what they said. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. All the best, all the best ideas, innovations have all come through uh, the flow state. Um, yep, the, exactly. Yeah. And, and through yeah. these kind of channelings. So yes, yeah, so whether you call it channeling intuition or whether you call it um, quantum intelligence, it's pretty much the same flavor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I the word that resonates most with me is spirit. Just mm-hmm. I don't know, with a, but spirit with a capital S. Uh huh. Um, but you know, that's that can be you know that's what resonates for me as the, the all encompassing because it's like the connection the spirit of like everything. But um, but I use the full or quantum intelligence or full spectrum intelligence. It's just a little more digestible, um, you know, for people where that's just a little bit uncomfortable and and just really just be really grounded and be like, look, this is an asset. This is an asset we all have. This is a level of intelligence we all have. Let's, let's not shy away from it. Let's own it as, as women and as leaders and as business people, you know, around the world and, and, and just understand and, and honor it, I guess you would say. Yeah, absolutely. It's a huge asset. It's been a huge asset in my practice as a physician for many, many years, really guiding me this kind of um, intuition, intelligence guiding me to through the whole encyclopedia of medicine to find the right solutions at different times. Yeah. It's it's ingenious. Absolutely. Yeah. As if there is a force from the future um, guiding you to, to find the right answers so that you can move in the right direction. It's quite beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes I feel like it's like your higher self leading little breadcrumbs. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I'm just like, oh, well, you know, et cetera. So it can be categorized. And, 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 you know, as you speak in medicine, you know, where we talk about that, I mean, that's, that's the intangible um, that, you know, that's the intangible that a, that a, a human conscious being will bring to the, the medical state, right. Of, of that, the ability to do so and, and, and use that level of information that's connected. And so 
I think it's the blend of, you know, for example, I love what Watson is doing in, you know, the IBM Watson supercomputer in Mm -hmm. medicine and being able to research all the data. But at the end of the day, it's, um, you know, it it doesn't have that connection of of consciousness. Mm -hmm. It process a lot of data. Um, So that's why I'm, you know, when people talk about, you know, what's happening in that world or, you know, and how these things are converging, um, you know, I think it's, it's a blend of the convergence of, of what's happening technologically and what's happening uh, on the exact same plane, you know, and we're, we're mirroring that with our own upgrade of, of our own understanding of our own quantum intelligence. Mm-hmm. So let's really touch on how this, this newly found body of intelligence that you had in that experience really took you um, to Peru and to completely change your professional life towards essentially where you are now. Yeah, um, it, it's, it was interesting because, like, I'm not a big goal setter, because, you know, um, because I think sometimes when you, when you do your inner work and you do your, you take these classes and you're like, what are your goals and that, you know, and, and you, and a lot of that comes from your linear mind of what, what your ego thinks it wants or what one may have, what you think your purpose is sometimes. Um, you know, I, I was, I was just starting to realize, you know, over multiple experiences and years of, of that connection. And then, um, I was already kind of reinventing myself. I've probably reinvented myself seven times. Um, but yeah, I was actually staffing a, a course of one of these seminars and the head um, instructor, you know, had us going around a circle and talk about our three goals for the next five years. And okay, that's pretty common. And so I, I remember when it got to me, I said, I said goal number one and I said goal number two, which I think I just intuitively knew to speak and travel and, and things like that. And then when I said number three, I said, and build the economy of South America. <laughs> I literally, I, that's what I said. And I'm sitting in this circle and I look behind me and I'm like, who the heck just said that? Wow. You know, like I was like, who just said that? I'm like, oh, I just said that. So it did not come from the, you know, quote unquote me, right. It did not come from my linear me. And so I just like, wow, that's interesting. Why the heck did that come out of my mouth? I mean, I had a passion for, I've always had a passion for international development and, um, you know, I, I was fortunate that I was able to, before my late twenties, I traveled to 30 countries and, and, you know, I, I loved experiencing the world and, I noticed that when I would go, if I'm in a hut in the Masai Mara, or if I'm hanging out in a village in Guatemala, you know, I felt, I didn't feel any different than anyone, you know, even though I'm this, you know, person, you know, you know, white Anglo-Saxon female that comes from the U.S. Like I just, I would sit there and I would just feel like I just won the birth lottery. You know, that's the only thing that's different between us is I won the birth lottery in this life around where I was, you know, born in the U.S. to to a loving, educated family, not not a wealthy family. But, you know, I won the birth lottery and I always felt that, um, you know, I just wanted, you know, people just deserve the same framework to prosper and thrive. Right. At the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So I I had a passion around that and then like in in serving at that level, especially in an international way. But it was never a thought in my mind. And I thought, man, I'm like, how do I even have the audacity to say that I like to help build an economy? Right. You know, I'm 33 years old and working in tech startups in San Francisco. And just like, that was just crazy. So, um, over the next couple months, I, this was when I was really diving into my kind of intuitive path. And I just, I just surrendered and I said, all right, if I get a message or if I get something, I'm just going to start following it. And for a couple months, everything just one thing led to another and, um, I had lost my job I was with a startup, you know, and they'd run out of funding. So I was in that point for like three times in a row of, you know, having a break or, you know, needing to find new work, you know, that's the startup game. Right. And so I said, you know, what? I'm just going to use this time to figure it out. And I energetically, I wasn't, I didn't know I was energetically in tune back then, but I just like, I would just feel like literally every time I would meditate, I would feel the countries of Peru and Argentina. And they were just like a magnet, like a beacon of light to me. So as I, you know, clues that started, I just started following what I was passionate about. I remember something like I Googled something. I don't even remember what I Googled, but obviously like channeled through me. And I was reading this article about the 
about the Quechua, who are the descendants of the Incas, and how their values and spiritual values are beneficial in business from this guy who wrote this article down in Lima. It was just, so I just kept following. I just really felt this, this pull and I knew I wanted to, um, you know, do some shamanic training down there and understand this Andean cosmology, its relation to business. I was, you know, feeling guided to the country. I, I booked a, I ended up booking a flight for a month to spend a month in Peru and a month in Argentina um, I was low on cash flow at the time and I, uh, you know, I was like a little worried when I got back because when I got back, when I got back from a two month trip, I'd be a little low on cash flow, but I was like, no, I have to go. I have to do it. I have to go explore. I have to figure out what this is. If I'm going to help build the economy of South America, I've got to go see what's going on. Right. And what that even means. Um, so I remember I booked the ticket and then two days later I got a, I got an email back that had invested like a a very large investment that I made in another company, I was able to get back. So I was able to have the cash flow, you know, just have, you know, an abundance of, of the resources wow. to do it. And all <laughs> you know, so I don't, I don't want to get too deep in this. It's like my life was like the business version of the Celestine prophecy. It was crazy. Amazing. So mm-hmm. I, um, I ended up just going down there and within two days of me showing up in Lima, I'm literally having coffee with a guy who wrote the article that inspired me to come down <laughs> through a bunch of synchronicities. I did my experience. I, I met a lot of really amazing business people and I was fleshing it out. So I had this like, you know, that came through me of, okay, economics, something in South America. And by the end of the month, it was very clear. I had fallen in love with the entrepreneurial scene there. I could tell that a tech scene was starting to boom. Um, they were uh, just developing like early stage seed investing and angel investing networks down there. And that was at early stages. So by the time I came back from my trip, I was really clear on what that meant. And I had like three specific, um, you know, I felt that were three specific purposes in regard to helping to build the uh, entrepreneurial ecosystem and, and seed capital investing and entrepreneurial training. And, and I had naturally fallen into, you know, relationships with really high level business people, and we had this instant trust and which is really rare down in, you know, in, especially in developing countries and especially in Latin America, it usually takes a really long time to build trust. But when I look back, it was, you know, we were, it was a soul contract from past lives. Right. Mm-hmm. So there was, this, there was this inherent understanding. And um, so anyway, I, I kept getting more clues and my, my intuition told me to call a friend of mine when I was back in the States and I call him up and I say, I have no idea why I'm calling you. But here's what I know I'm supposed to do in Peru. And, you know, he was saying certain things and he had the, the piece of the puzzle I needed to get down there. So, you know, a few months later, I just showed up. Um, I just showed up in Lima and I just showed up. I just, I sold everything and I had, I technically wasn't sponsored by a company or a fund. It was just me. And, you know, I had my three goals, you know, of what I felt, what that meant and to be able to be of service to the country. And Mm -hmm. everyone thought I was pretty crazy, but, um, long story short, everything that I was guided that was meant to support happened in two years. That's so, incredible. Uh, and uh, may I ask you now, now um, metaphysically and psychologically at that time, when I look back at also um, me just following source calling, much like you just did, um, you know, uh, when I look back, it really felt like it wasn't just going with the flow. It was actually a, like a, an underlying current of like cosmic necessity that you just <laughs> must call, must follow it. Did you feel that? Yeah. Yeah, it was. I was like, I, ha- I have to mm-hmm. be there. I was like, it was like that messianic conviction, you know, and it was just this in, and I, people don't, people couldn't understand it mm-hmm. because like, why are you leaving everything and you're just going to go show up? I mean, that thought it was crazy. I was like, but I can't not do it. Yeah. It's that like, I can't not do it. <laughs> you know? Yes. I will be more frustrated and I will be you know, I, I I can't sit here. I can't just, I can't sit here. Even if I go and did this and, or had this, whatever I thought I needed, whatever. I was like, I have to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and then, you know, after that, the same thing happened. Um, you know, yeah, like I, I feel like for me, it's a, it's a lot of a GPS. Like I get a location and I don't know why I go need to go to that location, but I have to go to that location. You have to, you know, and even, even when I was in Peru, I started having visions of New York 
And, you know, and I was getting the guidance like, okay, like that's going to be your next step. And then it came to a point where like, no, I have to be in New York now. So like, mm-hmm. and now the quote unquote kind of outcome or, or situation or the quote unquote work shifted, but it was like, no, now I, now this is, this is where I need to go. And this is what's meant to happen and et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, it taught me a lot on like, just, just trusting that. Um, you know, obviously the map will fall into place and, and there is that, you know, I think it, when it's so deeply connected to your soul evolution, right. Your, why your soul came here to experience things. Um, you know, that was one of the things, I mean, there were soul contracts, there were, there was experience, you know, I didn't end up staying there and living there for 10 years. And, and some of the things didn't really flesh out long-term. Mm-hmm. you know, but my soul experienced and completed what it needed to complete it. I, 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 you know, I got a lot of, um, amazing things happen and I got a lot of experience and a lot of understanding on, on how to use this framework. And, and there were certain things that need to be wrapped up, you know, from, from kind of soul contracts and things like that. Oh, absolutely. Um, Powerful. So, you know, I just, I think like, you know, our business journey and our personal journey is such this microcosm of our, our soul evolution, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, that was one piece of, of that, that I, you know, chase came, chose to experience and it shifted. So, you know, I think it's why so we get so stuck on, um, I think the linear version of like having, you know, of how long things need to take, or, mm-hmm. you know, if you did it for 10 years or 20 years or something like that, but just to really always realize like, yeah, it's like calling because, okay, now this soul wants to experience this and now it's going to learn this. Yes. And, and trusting and finding trust in that, that is the really key shift in a woman's life. I feel when she begins to trust that calling, that cosmic necessity, um, everything starts to change. Fear starts to drop off and an incredible source of confidence that you would have never thought you had. I mean, imagine working with big investors, building the economy of South America. I mean, did you imagine you'd be doing that? Well, I mean, it showed up in specific things, but no, I mean, I did it and I loved it, you know. I mean, and I had a purpose, you know. Um, yeah, what I realized is my, it was, it was like, I'm not an economic development person, but I'm an aggregator and I'm, and I'm, and I'm just naturally good at enrolling people in a vision. Right. Yeah. So I just, that's, that was my skill. Right. You know, and there were certain things that we were trying to get, I remember trying to get this, this funding to, to bring this group, this training program, this thing down down to Lima. And and I was working with this core team. I said, well, we were trying to get some sponsorship. And somebody said to me, well, these, these two, these two companies or these two groups have never worked together. You know, like that's not possible. It doesn't happen down here. And I was like, well, isn't that why we're here? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Oh, wow. Um, what a story. And, and, the, and the, the, the guy who was the catalyst who was on the board of the big organization, he was like, you're right. I'll give him a call. You know? <laughs> <It's> yeah. Like, <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that collaboration and that really, it was really a lot of the feminine qualities. Like, how do we work together? How do we collaborate? You know, I, you know how do we make things sexy? You know, speak into other people's values. Um, you know, I worked to spearhead like these two investor groups from Peru and Chile to, to work together. And they're two countries that typically don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's like, hey, you know, if you work together, there's 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 a big, you know, a bigger outcome. And here are the mutual benefits. And it was like, OK, so oh, powerful. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that kind of stuff. Fantastic. So let's really so that's that's, you know, that's really your your hero's journey. And, and you came back with a ton of data and intel towards how business and economy is meant to be shaped into the future. And this is what I love about reading about your work and hearing some of the um things you're creating is that data that intel that you gathered on this hero's journey is yeah. now being uh, formulated into concepts and courses mm-hmm. and speaking engagements so let's really dive into what you are creating uh, i would love to touch on what you mean by quantum intelligence in my work i speak about bliss ecstasis flow states mm-hmm. and the erotic soul yeah. of the woman as the greatest intelligence sources and i think it's very much similar probably to what you mean by so let's really dive into what you mean by the quantum intelligence a full spectrum intelligence how how we as women in the entrepreneurial world as professionals can bake that 
tailor that into our work. Yep. And then we can touch on what you're creating around the concept of Jedi entrepreneurship, which is so fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of one and the same in regard to just depending on how you write, how you identify it. But yeah, it is very similar in regard to as humans and as women, but just as, as, as spiritual beings in a, in a physical body, we have access to this intelligence. And I think, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of ways to access it. Right. Um, you know, if, if you're doing work through bliss and, and all of that, that's, that's one of the ways, um, you know, it's basically getting out of your head and, and honoring the intuition and knowing or the intelligence that's coming from source, knowing how it, it, you receive it, I get is the biggest thing because we're, we're receiving it all the time. Um, and so one, it's like knowing how you receive it. Do you hear things? Do you see things? Do you feel things? Do you smell things, et cetera? Like how is the information coming to you of that quantum intelligence that's beyond your linear or, you know, the physical structure or the analytical reasoning? Um, and, and then to just, it's really just simply the application of, um, applying it and intangibly, you know, I was working with somebody recently, um, you know, and she's like, you know, I know this stuff, but you're right. Like, I don't, I don't apply it. Like, I don't remember to like, I, I think what I'm, it was just helping is, is taking it into a structural format, right? Like to any aspect of your business, if you're an entrepreneur or if you're a coach or if you're in any, in any aspect of business or you work for a company and just, just applying it before, you know, trusting and following in every aspect, but like, okay, if, if you're about to go into a meeting, right. Or if you're about to go into a pitch, if you're about to go work with a client, you know, how, what does your energy body need to be? Right. How can you intuitively work with the people before you have a meeting with them and, and speak to their higher selves and, you know, connect with the highest and best outcome of the meeting. If you're working on a marketing strategy, or the, the words that are going to best resonate and be of service to, to use that full spectrum intelligence, that connection to source consciousness and apply it, um, you know, whether it's if you're doing it through a meditation or you're doing it through an exercise, um, you know, apply it. Because when you're connected to that, then you're naturally connected to the people you're meant to serve, right? So what, do, what is going to most resonate with them? Um, and decision making is a huge thing, right? I mean, every day in business and in life, we have specific decisions, you know, go this way, go that way, stop, go, wait, yes, no, et cetera. And in every single moment, you know, whether it's, is this the right partner? Is this the right investor? Is this, um, you know, is this an aligned situation? And every single decision just to make sure that you're, you're, you're including that as part of it. Cause we've all been through that you know, where everything looks great on paper and everyone else says it's a good deal, but deep down, you know, something's mm -hmm, not right. right? Mm -hmm, absolutely. And, and then, and really gathering information. I, I was like, um, I was working with a man one time. I love working with men. Men are so intuitive, but especially the ones that I, I think I just naturally track. <laughs> <laughs> and like when they're like ready and they just don't really have a context around it. And, you know, I was working with this, this, guy once where this is a great example of I was in a city and I scheduled my whole day around my intuition because I woke up in the morning and I had morning meetings and I had after meetings and I had a piece during the day and um I woke up in the morning and my own intuitive guidance because I'm very clear audience and her it, it said move your 3 p.m meeting to four so I said, okay. So I call, I email a person, Hey, can we move to four? I didn't know why. Cause I couldn't give a reason. Cause I didn't know why she said, sure. I go have my morning meetings. And after my meeting, I have like three hours and I've got to work, you know, I've got to send emails and do things like that. So I just look up and I ask my intuition. I ask source. I'm like, all right, where, where do you want me? Where can I be of service? And I heard a specific place to go, which was like a co-working space in that part of the city. So I go to that co-working space. I have free access to it. There's five levels. I'm like, okay, where do you want me to sit? <laughs> you know? And nope, it's not here, not here. It's totally Goldilocks. Sit here. So I sit down. Two minutes later, this guy comes up to me and is sitting next to me. And we just get to start talking. And he asked me, you know, you know what I do. And I was explaining about this level of intelligence. He's like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm in the middle of a major crossroads for my business right now. Like, you know, for the business and myself, like it has been stressing me out for five months. 
I have no idea what to do. I've never heard of this before. I don't meditate. I think it's kind of weird, but let's do it. <laughs> you know? And, um, it was the reason I'm, he's like, can we do this right now? And it was the reason I moved my 3 PM meeting to four, because then we had an opportunity to work together right then and there on the spot. Mm-hmm. And he was so in just connecting with his own energy and, and helping him walk through the exercises. Cause when I sat in front of him, my guidance was like, even if you tell him, even if you do quote unquote, like a reading, he's not going to believe you. Right. And, and I like to make sure people realize they have all the answers. So we walked through some specific exercises and and he was so good, you know, it was just like to be able to like go down two different forks in the road and see under this layer, if, if he did this, then what would be the risk? And if they did this, then what would be the risk of the company? And like, maybe even like down to the software and the tech team that they had hired in India and, you know, all of that, it was just piece by piece and layering it. And, and, and it's just applying it. It's just, it's just them going into those forks in the roads or those decisions and really saying like, where's the deeper information here at every point? And by the end of the time, he was like, wow, I, I feel like I've lost 5,000 pounds. I know exactly what to do, you know, from, for the company, for me, for my family, et cetera. And, um, and he's like, and if you would have told me, I wouldn't have believed you. I was like, oh, no, you know, but it was just so natural. And he wasn't even, you know, into meditation, et cetera. You know, so it was just a beautiful example of a, you know, in my business at the time when I was full time with clients, I, I asked and I was shown where to be because when the student's ready, the teacher appears. Right. And, and then, you know, it supported that. And, and it just also was a great example of, of how natural. So it's the application I think is just the remembrance of that application in every, um, every moment. Um, and, you mm-hmm. know, I guess, yeah. Actually, um, bringing it into the 3D reality, bringing it into a tangible form, um, the downloads that we receive to act on them, um, to know how to apply them. Application. Absolutely. That's genius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's, it's really simple. I mean, and it's, just, it's just putting it in a format, in a context where it's like, okay. And to remember that, you know, if you're looking for guidance or information on a specific strategy or or partner or investor, um, et cetera. It's just that, you know, and to remember that you'll get it also at the point you need to get it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and to really, and to really trust it. And, you know, sometimes the, the guidance doesn't come right away or the very, the very clear information doesn't come right away because something's got to flush out maybe in the next 48 hours before, before that happens. Mm -hmm. You know, I had an experience, um, when we were, when I was uh, launching one of my products with the, with my company down in, in South America, and I was actually guided not to launch my product that day. And I called my partner, you know, kind of, um, and he, he was very frustrated because he's like, look, we don't have a ton of time. You know, we got to get, you know, I was like, look, we have every move, reason to move as fast as possible and show proof of concept and getting the money to the door. And he's like, okay, well, what day can we launch it? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, what? Yeah, he's like, but it's not today. And I call it my other partner and advisor. He's like, that's totally fine. You know, the reason I work with you is, is that you have this ability to understand things and you're right on point, you know? So that's an asset to me. And the bottom line, what was going on behind the scenes um, with who we were partnering with the project had changed about half of the information that we would have sent out to customers. So I was able to mitigate, um, you know, a big challenge in launching a product and having to change information two days later. Um, because even though I didn't know what it was, I was, I was told stop, right. Stop and wait. And something had to flush out. I got the information, which mitigated a massive like product launch risk if I would have done it. And then when we launched, we sold out in two hours. Fantastic. How do you um, market that kind of asset to, um, to global uh, business clients? Uh, that's one question I'd have. How would you call it? What is that particular intelligence? And how would you market that as, you know, I'm going to come into your teams and I'm going to teach your teams to get in touch with this. And then mm-hmm. let's, let's take that topic straight into Jedi entrepreneurship, because I think yeah. it really beautifully flows into it. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much how I do. I mean, it depends on, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing this, uh, full time right now, but, um, but 
it, it is more, it's, it's more around this, that, that quantum or full spectrum intelligence around mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, the answer happens to be, you know, this, this levels of these levels of consciousness and this level of information um, that just like a radio frequency are able to achieve. But I just noticed in, in the business world, um, you know, and just making sure that people realize it's an edge. It's an you know, edge. People are, people are looking to mitigate risk, maximize outcomes, increase profit and get an edge. So what's your, your ultimate edge? Your ultimate edge is this. And I, you know, and I dream of a day that, that the, first, the first thing an investor asks an entrepreneur or a business partner asks another you know, potential partner is like, what's your connection to this quantum intelligence? What's your connection to the source consciousness? Because they will understand that the more that they both have that connection, the more successful they're going to be um, and mitigate, you know, um, mitigate risk and more successful they're going to be in the outcome and it, that it's not necessarily maybe going to be the outcome that they linearly thought was going to happen you know in the determination of success but it's going to be the highest aligned outcome right for the business mm-hmm. which can shift and change the more you um the more you connect with it right because a lot of times the decisions are made from that analytical or, or what that's here's what success looks like okay when we're, we're totally aligned like no here's here's what success looks like. Let's take away the word success. It's like, what's the highest and best outcome and what's the highest level of service. So, um, I think like for me, just because I've, uh, I'm so comfortable in both worlds, like, you know, I'm, it's just that been and, and being on the side of, you know, multiple, you know, startups and entrepreneurship and, and, you know, investors and, and that side and just knowing that has helped a little bit bridge that gap. Um, but it's, it's happening. I mean, this is, it's not, I mean, in, in San Francisco, Silicon Valley, you know, everyone's got their guru and they're doing their ayahuasca and, yes. <laughs> and all of that. And, you know, yeah. we would never have thought that, well, I forget the percentage of bankers on wall street meditate, you know, we would never thought of that 20 years mm-hmm. ago. So I just think it's just, you know, the, it's naturally progressing toward that, you know, emotional intelligence is like kind of like the hot word right now, uh-huh. you know, and I see these all as like in the business world as they're just stepping stones, right? Sort of meditation and mindfulness. And now we're heading toward like emotional intelligence and mental health and spiritual development. And, you know, we'll eventually include, you know, connection to this quantum intelligence, connection to source and intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, a, you know, there's a lot of data out there that the, the greatest, obviously the greatest entrepreneurs and innovators um, talk about intuition and this connection. It just, it just hasn't yet gotten the, I think the, the mainstream attention it deserves, but we'll, we'll get there. Absolutely. I agree with you. And I just love your movement of Jedi entrepreneurship and what you're creating there with feminine intelligence. Let's, let's mm-hmm. touch on what you girls are creating um, uh, with, um, with that movement. I'm sorry. What, what? So the Jedi intelligence. Oh, my goals. My goals. Is that what you said? No, no, no. The, the the whole concept of Jedi entrepreneurship is fascinating. It's essentially yeah. taking this quantum intelligence and, and bring it into how entrepreneurs really move past their blocks, move past yeah. the anxiety and stress, move into ease and flow so they can innovate. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. Um, we must innovate our way out of our problems uh, globally. And yeah. entrepreneurs are at the, at the cutting edge of this. So yeah, let's exactly. really touch on what you're creating around the whole movement of Jedi entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 it is around that, you know, using and applying this intelligence. What's interesting about entrepreneurs, um, you know, change makers, visionaries that have that drive, they, they get a lot of this from the beginning, right? Like the, the, the inventions, the ideas, the solutions, the game changing ones, you know, I'm not talking about like, you know, the new coffee machine or the new like Mm -hmm. kind of silly app, but the the real stuff, you know, that actually, you know, really touches society. Uh, So many entrepreneurs, it does come through them, through that source, through that intuition, through that full spectrum intelligence. And what happens is then you get in the startup game and you get stressed and you're overwhelmed and you're fundraising and you're wearing a lot of hats. And what I notice, especially with entrepreneurs, um, including myself, like, <laughs> you know, um, that you, you start to lose that connection, that Jedi connection, you know, 
of your full spectrum intelligence that you had in the beginning because you're so stressed and overwhelmed and busy doing the tasks of, of starting the business and, and maybe not even having all the linear skills, you know, that you have. Um, and it's hard. I think as somebody who has spent many years um, helping to catalyze entrepreneurial ecosystems, I also look at back and say, wow, like, you know, we've romanticized it too much. You know, mm-hmm. it is hard. <laughs> yeah, very hard. It, it is not, you know, this isn't like, you know, it's, it's the, the media in the world. And even myself, I have been guilty of this. And so now it's when I'm focusing so much on this because we kind of romanticize like the startup dream, the entrepreneurial dream. And, and yes, it is a way toward that potential and what you have to serve the world and, and all of that great stuff. Um, but it, it's, it's a journey. It's, it's one of the toughest spiritual journeys you'll be on because all of your stuff, you know, all of the stuff that your soul has chosen to move through and to get past will come up, right, at, a, at such a um, heightened level because you're trying to get new ideas into the world. You're trying to do a lot of different things at once. So it really is then, you know, honoring that kind of overwhelm and stress that can happen um, and, and just reconnecting for entrepreneurs to get back to that really balanced, emotionally balanced, spiritually balanced um, and the Jedi force that they have when they're building their business, which is connection to source and, and full spectrum intelligence. Right. And, and just, again, honoring that because um, and using it because it, it's 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 not easy. I think especially in entrepreneurship, too, when you're fundraising, like energetic and quantum activations are part of that. I was working with um, an entrepreneur a few years back where they were having trouble connecting, you know, they were having trouble with a fundraising. There was like a lull in their angel investing and nothing had happened for a couple months. And we did an activation of, you know, the energy body of really connecting with the right aligned investors, right? Because it's not just about the money. It's about who are the right aligned investors, right? Because that's a soul contract too. Like if this is truly something that is meant to happen, then you can't really force that. The, the, your investors are much part of the soul contract, et cetera. And, and you've got to focus on your energy body. So we did an activation and then like, Two days later, he got an email from an investor where his deck had been passed on and um, and it was exactly what they were looking for. It was nobody he approached, but it just, you know, the energy vortex shifted. It's like when the energy shifts, the future shifts. When the energy shifts, the future shifts, mm-hmm, right? So mm-hmm. um, it's just, it, it's supporting that energetic body, I think, too, for entrepreneurs to to help align that flow and that attraction so that things naturally line up and they don't have to be so stressful and so overwhelming and, you know, banging your head against the wall. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> what are your, what are your yeah. favorite, uh, state, uh, shifting strategies, shifting mm-hmm. from the regular sympathetic mode to the flow state, to the intelligence? What are some of the strategies that you recommend if you can give us yeah. your favorite? Um, I think everyone's different. And I think that's the number one strategy is to realize that there's no one way, you know? And so obviously, you know, there's the kind of framework tangibility aspects of um, meditation quieting your mind or doing something that really, to me, it's anything that gets you out of your head. And that can be different for a lot of people. Some people are really effective with meditation. When I go into meditation, I'll go in and like half hour later, I'm like, I got a blueprint. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know how to walk myself through it now and, and that kind of stuff. And I like to do that with other people, but some people, it, you know, I also get a ton of downloads when I'm walking, you know, mm-hmm. when I go for, I go for two hour walks a lot and I just get like, especially when it's like words that need to come out, um, et cetera. So, you know, I think it's the first to realize when you're in your head, you're not in that Jedi state, you're mm-hmm. not in that just, and just acknowledge like, am I in my head or am I not? Am I in my thinking mind or am I not? Mm-hmm. And that can be the, that can be the first thing. And then to do what supports that connection. So for some people it can just be a deep breath or some people it might need to be a meditation or, or, or finding the, the kind of tool that works best for them because the energy body will respond. So That's why I really feel for practitioners who teach mindfulness or meditation or energy work, like the work you do, that we all do is like, you know, it's specific because it's going to be a specific tool for that person, you know, or for somebody who is, that's going to be 
the most effective for. And so I feel like everyone kind of runs around like these little bees and, <laughs> oh, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go read this book or I'm going to try this little thing or I'm going to go work with this, this person. And it's like, they're like, they're, they're going to these little different flowers that <laughs> naturally attracted to it's the coach, it's the process, it's the modality, it's the whatever, you know, for them. Right. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, this feels, that sounds like fun. Let me try what this person has, et cetera. So um, fantastic. Yeah, that's yeah, great. So that's a great point. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and one last question I have um, for for our discussion here is you, you talk about how this full spectrum intelligence can support global economic solutions. I know that's a huge discussion, but if you could, if you could just summarize in a few sentences, what do you yeah. think this intelligence is going to do for what we're creating globally economically? Yeah, I mean, I... To put it into context, I think that's just what I simply try to do is that you, to, to put the, the expansion that we're having, you know, in this conversation and talking about these things, there's, there's a massive expansion happening in our human conscious evolution right now. You know, we are um, expanding at a rate that really hasn't existed on the earth plane, you know, and we're all here for that purpose. And so we're going from this understanding of this natural, okay, I, I think, you know, I'm this or, or, you know, on my brain or I'm et cetera, or I'm the centralized version of the self to this very multidimensional nonlinear, like we're going from like nonlinear to multidimensional, right. In this conscious evolution that we're doing, right. We're, we're seeing it play out, um, in the, you know, in the quote unquote awakening world, I guess you would say with, with all of that. And, and the people who, teach and, and everything from the mindfulness meditation yoga. So we're, we're expanding from this linear to this multidimensional self, but to also realize that the same thing's happening in our economy, you know? And so when I look at it from an economic standpoint, um, one, we've got kind of hierarchical structures that are also going to be, and are also moving from linear to multidimensionality um, in business because they just, they can't be in, they don't, they're out of date. Right. And it's just not going to work because we're, we're heading toward this more collective multidimensional experience of, of personal and business. So we're watching it play out in politics, right? There's like the breakdown before the breakthrough where we're seeing things happening with businesses, um, you know, economic structures or technology like blockchain and cryptocurrency and, and, um, you know, that's in the, that's a multidimensional experience of currency, you know, beyond this linear fiat central bank structure that we have right now. It's like, oh, I can have coins now that are based on value or behaviors or what's important to me or my own identity. And, and that's expanding multidimensionally. Um, and then I look at the um, convergence of what sometimes is a fear-based model of, of AI learning, machine learning, right. Um, automation, you know, and there is a massive paradigm shift happening in what we will experience as work, right. That's going to happen. I mean, they're, they're self-driving cars and automation and, and, and reaching the AI and machine learning is happening. The way that I look at it is just to just remind everyone that's like, it's actually a convergence of trends, you know? So, to, and to one, not freak out. I think two things are going to happen from, from a personal economic standpoint to get back to your um, question is that one, when this, this massive paradigm shift is happening in kind of business and money and, and the structure of the economy and, and what work will look like, okay, two things are going to happen. One is um, jobs will be outsourced, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and certain things are happening, but... And that's going to do two things. One, it's going to allow our identity, you know, of who we are and what we are, because especially in the U.S. and the Western world, we define ourselves by our job, right? What do you do? Here's my title. My identity is based, uh, you know, so many of my identity is based on my title, my job, or my industry. So this, this shift that's happening in the workforce that will happen over the next 20 years is one going to, is going to force people to, to, to help redefine that. You know, I mean, some people are going to have to learn how to sit on a park bench, right? And then just like be, and I feel like there's, that's why so many coaches and practitioners are, you know, really expanding right now because there's going to be a massive shift. 
And at the same time, I'm thankful for it because yeah, let's, let's, yeah, let Watson and, and, you know, machine learning and, and, and do the analytical tasks. The linear. Mm-hmm. Do the linear tasks because that's who we are. You know, we weren't we were designed to like sit and do Excel spreadsheets and send emails all day. Like, is that the fullest expression of, you know, who we are as being? So, so I see this convergence as, okay, well, this, our linear mind is actually, it's great because it's going to be outsourced, right? To, to the, the t- technology that can do it. And what that leaves us all to do then from a development standpoint is connect to that quantum intelligence to use that full spectrum, that Jedi, that connection, and create the businesses, structures, foundations, and framework, you know, that is beyond what we can experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, moving to actually much more tri- like modern tribes than, than the way we have today. Um, so, you know, I use the word economic, but it really is just knowing that there's a convergence of trends happening. You know, humans are going from linear to multidimensional. Businesses are starting to go from linear to multidimensional and centralized to decentralized. Money is expanding. And then this whole other automation and technology thing is converging. But instead of freaking out about it, let's just realize what's happening and, and be thankful because now we can truly create from the, the full level of intelligence and awareness and consciousness that we are as that we are. And have the communities represent that. Fantastic. I love that. That was longer than three sentences. That was beautiful, beautiful. (laughs) And, you know, I would love to, uh, I'd love to invite you back on the podcast when you have time down the road and really dive in with me around the whole concept of token economies, blockchain, and how that's going to be impacting women's lives and decisions Mm -hmm. and how they design their businesses. If you would be willing to uh, accept that invitation, I'd love it. Sure, love to. Yeah. It's, It's like, it's. Yeah, it's such an exciting time to really dive into how we can recreate what we perceive as value and income. Mm -hmm. And especially for women and the intrinsic, um, you know, intrinsic unseen, you know, aspects Mm -hmm. of of women and men and and society. And Mm -hmm. that's what's very exciting to me. Um, The world right now is looking at you know, how do I make money and all this mania? That's not why, that's not why this came through right now. You know, it's, it's, it's not about the speculation of coins. It's about an upgraded framework for, for society. For society and for humanity. Absolutely. And consciousness moving up the scale. Beautiful. Oh, I'm so honored that you joined me. Great conversation. Uh, Kate, how can, um, uh, the audience that's listening to this podcast find you how can they work with you what have you got brewing sure um my website is uh, moldercate.com that's m-u-l-d-e-r kate.com instead of the other way around and that's molder like the x-files so i, I have to joke huh. because i used to be very scully and now i'm very fox molder which is ironic because i'm all about the the unknown um so yeah molderkit.com is 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 some of my you know speaking topics anything from you know this convergence of economic development and technology and conscious evolution to to blockchain and the future of financial inclusion um workshops on jetty entrepreneurship you know whether it's a investor group an entrepreneurial group or business group that would would like some tangible applications um to to these concepts um i don't I, I'm launching a, a new company right now that is is truly one of these game changing solutions for humanity. So I, I do limit my uh, or I I don't want to say limit yeah well limit <laughs> um, and kind of in in segment my time for for workshops and for for one on one sessions. But I am available for one on one sessions a few days a month. So you can learn more information on the website or just email me at kate at moldercate.com. Um, and I, do, I love speaking and, um, you know, I love, I, I love speaking and, and, and doing group, group sessions as well. So I just, you know, I just really, really enjoy that. Wonderful. Well, I getting a group and, and want to converge these topics. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the day when we are on stage together or in some panel and really, really dive into the future human and what we're creating in the world. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kate. Yes, it's been a pleasure and an honor um, to connect and and just sending my you know greatest 
wishes and energy to everyone listening and, and let's go rock it. Awesome. Thank you for joining us for this podcast series. You can find more information at www.blissdesign.com forward slash podcast. My name is Dr. Denise Renson and find us on the next episode of these shots of the lucid shots of bliss.